Thank you for downloading this month's podcast of BJOG Editor's Choice with Deputy Editor-in-Chief Patrick Chien. We're now into a new year, and I would like to wish you all a happy and prosperous year ahead. The January issue of BJOG has traditionally concentrated on systematic reviews and randomized control trials. I therefore wish to highlight three obstetric reviews here. Firstly, a review by Michelle Jones and colleagues has highlighted the need to provide psychological support when managing hyperemesis gravidarum. As this condition is associated with significantly increased depression and anxiety scale scores, women experiencing this early pregnancy complication can be left stigmatized and neglected if their emotional needs are not supported by healthcare professionals. The recently published RCOG Green Top Guideline on this topic has also highlighted this important aspect of patient care. Our next paper is a rigorously conducted systematic review by Mackie and colleagues on the accuracy of cell-free fetal DNA-based non-invasive prenatal testing for determining fetal sex and fetal rhesus D blood group as well as identifying pregnancies affected by trisomy 21 18, 13, and monosomy X. The authors concluded that for fetal sex determination and fetal rhesus D status, cell-free DNA prenatal testing can be considered to be diagnostic from the observed pool sensitivities and specificities. For the other chromosomal conditions, this test should still be considered as a screening test. This is because of the low prevalence of disease and the false positive results due to confined placental mosaicism as well as inconclusive test results. Under such circumstances, pregnant women will still have to undergo an invasive test such as CVS or amniocentesis for confirmation of the fetal chromosomal status. This paper has an accompanying mini-commentary by Anne Markey, which has highlighted the practical issues of the implementation of such a program within the NHS from a public health perspective. There remains uncertainty on the uptake of non-invasive prenatal testing if offered to the general obstetric population, although it appears that this test is anticipated to be well accepted by pregnant women. Lastly, Fell and colleagues undertook a review on maternal influenza infection and the risk of preterm birth, small for gestational age fetus and fetal death. Meta-analysis for these outcomes is hampered by the presence of significant statistical heterogeneity. However, the authors found a higher rate of preterm delivery among those women infected with the severe 2009 PH1N1 influenza pandemic. This association was not observed with mild to moderate influenza PH1N1 infection as well as seasonal influenza of any severity. No association with the delivery of a small four gestational age fetus was observed with this infection. However, for fetal death, an increased incidence was found with severe and mild to moderate P1H1 infection, but evidence linking this outcome to seasonal influenza infection is still lacking. The mini-commentary accompanying this review by Snowden and Brookfield emphasizes the need to counsel pregnant women to take up influenza vaccination during influenza seasons. It also further reminds us about the risk 
of maternal death and admission to intensive care unit with influenza infection from the lack of vaccination. BGOG has steadily increased the number of mini-commentaries written to accompanying our original research articles and systematic reviews. We hope this is a useful development for the readership and we would be interested to hear any views on this. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to this month's BJOG Editor's Choice. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.